Welcome into a special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. You can follow us on Twitter at WrestlingTWT, also Instagram at WrestlingTWT. And don't forget our YouTube page, youtube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Hit the subscribe button and you will be right in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Go back to hear some of our classic interviews and conversations that we've had with wrestlers and wrestling figures on the YouTube page, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Our show airs every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m., Central Time on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. If you go to the ESPN app, you can go to the live audio section and be able to hit ESPN Chicago. You can hear that show live or check out the podcast like you are right now. The podcast, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Tell people Jonathan Hood is talking professional wrestling uh, and have them be part of our community here. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, every Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central on ESPN 1000 and, of course, the podcast. Well, as I mentioned, this is a special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday because we're here to celebrate the life of former Memphis wrestler and promoter Eddie Marlin. Eddie Marlin passed away a couple of days ago at the age of 89. He just reached his 89th birthday before he passed away. And former Memphis wrestling personality Randy Hales, who's been taking care of him, he's also a Memphis wrestling personality and a promoter, has been really taking care of Eddie Marlin. And uh, he posted that uh, Eddie Marlin passed away on Thursday morning at 5 a.m. Marlin is the grandfather of WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. And Marlin wrestled in the NWA in the Mid-America Territory, in which he teamed with Tommy Gilbert. He later joined his son-in-law, Jerry Jarrett's promotion, Continental Wrestling Association, where he was the on-screen general manager throughout the 1980s. And during his career, he won numerous championships. He won the NWA Southern Tag Team Championship, the NWA World Six-Man Tag Team Championship, and the NWA Mid-America Tag Team Championship. And uh, Eddie Marlin, who had been really under the weather and sick for a long time, was moved into hospice this week as we record this. Um, days before, as I mentioned, his uh, 89th birthday, he had been up and down, back home, back to the hospital, but uh, his organs had failed, according to his doctors, and he passed away this week. So even though I did not grow up in the Memphis Territory, I read about it in magazines as a kid. I read about the USWA, saw some of the USWA because they had some dealings with the AWA at times when Jerry Lawler was the AWA champion. But the one thing about pro wrestling, it may not be about 2019 for me. It's not necessarily about what's happening in the WWE. It's not necessarily what's happening in AEW. It's about the history of the business as well. And Eddie Marlin is one of these pioneers that laid down the tracks, laid down the groundwork for where we are right now is professional wrestling fans. Because of him wrestling in the 60s and the 70s and being an on-screen character uh, for Jerry Jarrett's promotion, uh, he's one of these great pioneers that we're going to celebrate here on this special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. So for more context on who Eddie Marlin was, especially as a wrestler, we turn to Jim Cornette from the Jim Cornette Experience, his podcast 
podcast he had with Brian Last. And just recently, not too long ago, maybe about a year ago, a question was posed to Jim about Eddie Marlin. And he gives a story about Eddie Marlin uh, as a professional wrestler and as a personality. Jimmy, I was curious to hear your opinion on perhaps one of the most unsung and underappreciated names in the history of the business, be it in Memphis or anywhere. Could you give your thoughts on the in-ring and post-wrestling career of Eddie Marlin? Oh, my God. I, this is so bizarre because when I was in Jackson, Tennessee, a few weeks ago as we record this, Robert Gibson held up his cell phone to me and said, here, talk to this guy. I said, who? And I said, hello. And it was Eddie Marlin. Oh, wow. Which is the first time that I've spoken to Eddie Marlin, and not because we've had heat, but just first occasion I've had to speak to Eddie Marlin on telephone or in person, I think since 20 years, let's say, sometime in the late 90s, <clears throat> at an event that they had run in Louisville with USWA or whatever the case may be. Um, and now I get a question about Eddie Marlin. Um it, it, he was actually more over as a babyface uh, for a longer period of time in his territory than all but, you know, maybe three or four other people. Even though he, he was very unlikely, he was not a, a an amateur wrestler or a, a technical shooting whiz, uh, but he had learned, especially with independence in Tennessee, he was at a raw bone fucker. He's 86 years old today, and he and his brother Thomas, who's 83, if they wanted to be, were two of the stiffer old cocksuckers that you could possibly try to deal with. Thomas Marlin could hit you in the back with a broad arm and make you see stars. Um, but he wasn't, a, so he was somewhat of an old-fashioned shooter, but he wasn't a technical amateur grade or whatever. He was, he was a good old-fashioned southern worker, a baby face that knew how to sell and go down and bleed and, and you could get heat on him and then he had a fired up comeback. And he was a great tag team partner for Tommy Gilbert or when Johnny Marlin, Johnny Eagles came over his cousin from England because they looked so much alike. Um, you know, he was a great tag team partner with guys and he was just a, a solid, uh, he was a an honest, dependable guy. He spent some time, I understand, working for Sheriff's Department in Nashville but he was always the he was always involved in the office toward it. I get he, he actually started late. He he started really in independence and never even got in with Nick Goulas and Roy Welch until uh, I think Jerry Jarrett took a liking to him and started booking him more often and started having him take care of towns. And then Jerry ended up Eddie became his father in law. Um, but he was always the guy to take the money from the towns because he was dependable, et cetera. And, and uh, he worked in a variety of positions after he quit wrestling. But for about 10 years there, from, from the late 60s, early 70s, uh, through uh, to the early 80s, Eddie Marlin was one of the most popular guys in the Tennessee Territory. So some thoughts there from Jim Cornette on the Jim Cornette's drive through Wherever you download your podcast, you can check out Jim Cornette's drive through with him and Brian last. So let's go into the ring uh, because there's not a lot of audio on Eddie Marlin. There is some matches that are on YouTube of Eddie Marlin from back in the day. Not very many, though. But as we were talking about, Eddie Marlin was an on-screen character as a GM in the USWA and also part of that uh, Memphis territory. So let's take you back in time. Here is flamboyant Eric Embry 
against Jerry Lawler in that old WMC studio in Memphis, Tennessee. And it's the classic, Eric Embry is the heel and Jerry Lawler is the babyface. And Jerry Lawler just wants to get his hands on Eric Embry any way possible. He just wants to get his hands on him. Every time Jerry Lawler gets close, Eric Embry does something dastardly and and, and Lawler's just trying to get his comeuppance. So is the match ever going to take place? There's a skirmish that takes place in Memphis and Eddie Marlin settles it right there. In Memphis. So let's go back in time. Jerry Lawler against flamboyant Eric Embry. Lawler's, Lawler got a hand on him there. There they are in the ring. Lawler after Eric Embry. And Eric, well, that's one way to get rid of Eric Embry. Well, the only way to get rid of Eric Embry, I'm fed up with Texas, I'm fed up with Eric Embry. And after what he did today, he put his hands on me and Michael St. John. As of right now, Eric Emery is fired. All right. He's no longer with you. I agree with you. Get rid of him. Get him out of here. We don't want him around here anymore. You see what he did to me? You see what he did to Michael? He's through. We had enough of him in Texas. He's out of here. Lolly, he's come out here for months and interfered in every match, and I've had it up to here. Hey, Eddie, I know that. I realize that. Everybody's had it up here with Eric Embry. Everybody out here hates Eric Embry as much as you do, but not, but not as much as I do. Nobody wants to see him out of here any worse than me. But don't let him get out of here without somebody getting to whip his big, fat, obnoxious, low-life rear end. And believe me, if you fire him, then that just takes that chance right out of my hands. I got the match signed, I got what I want, and I promise you, I'll make you this promise. You let me have him just one time, then I don't care what you do with him, because there won't be nothing left of him to fire, I promise you. Now, one thing. I said I was fed up with to hear with him, and I am. I'll turn him over to you. You want him. You have him. You better control him. I, I ain't gonna control him. I don't want to control him. All I want to do is get that one match with him, Eddie, and I promise you I'll beat him so bad, he'll he'll leave here on his own. You won't have to worry about firing him. Just let me have the one match with him. You got it. You got it. All right. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree with you, King. I'd like to see him just fired out of here, but I understand your position. All I want to say is this, Eric Embry. I'm sure you're back there listening, and I'm sure you know what just took place. You're looking at a guy right now who just may be completely nuts because I just saved your job. But what I did, Eric Embry, was I just bought you a little bit of time because, like I told Eddie Marlin, I promise you this. And I promise all of these fans, I promise Eddie Marlin, most importantly, I promise myself that when I get through with you this week, when I get through with you in that match, you're not going to be waiting around for any peak slip from Eddie Marlin. You're going to be on the first thing smoking right out of town because you ain't going to want to see me again in life. That is a promise, Eric Embry. So, Jerry the King Lawler and flamboyant Eric Embry going back and forth in the USWA, and you got a chance to hear from Eddie Marlin there. He's going to fire Eric Embry for all the things that he's done at USWA, and 
Jerry Lawler was able to change his mind. So this classic wrestling right there, babyface versus a heel. So Randy Hales, that's a name I mentioned earlier. Randy Hales was a promoter with uh, Memphis Wrestling for many years and also an on-screen personality. He has a podcast, Memphis Memories, with Randy Hales. And Randy uh, knew Eddie Marlin for a long, long time. As a matter of fact, Randy Hales has been taking uh, we got a chance to hear now from uh, the thoughts from Randy Hales. Randy Hales talking about uh, the passing of Eddie Marlin. And we are back on Randy Hales talking Memphis Wrestling Live. This is a tribute to the great Eddie Marlin on this day. Eddie Marlin was born August the 13th, 19, uh, 1930. He passed away today. And I'm going to let everybody get back on. I had a phone call, folks, and I apologize for having to go away. Eddie's uh, daughter called, and I thought that she um, she might need something. She was actually calling to, to check on me. And um, so we're, we're back live on this show. Um, Bo James had a personal uh, situation that, that, uh, that came up. Um, just a few minutes ago and he will not be back with us uh this um this particular time so we're we're back at it and uh and adam is with us and christopher's with us and i apologize very much for for that phone call that i took and we will not be hearing for um from bo james anymore you know i'm not going to talk a whole lot longer but we're talking about eddie marlin without Eddie Marlin, there would have never been a Randy Hills in the wrestling business. There is no doubt about it. Loved him to death. For those of you, the visitation will be Friday at 5 and uh, at the um, Memorial Gardens in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and then 12 o'clock visitation Saturday and the funeral at 1 o'clock. I appreciate it, Mark, very much. And we're getting people back on here as we're talking to Eddie Marlin today. Ronnie, how are you doing? Would love to, to have on screen with me, if it's humanly possible, Adam Dunn, to talk a little bit about the show. And um, apparently, Bo, I'm, I'm praying for you too, Bo. I didn't read all your texts, but it's a private situation, so I will not talk about that. Big Lou Winston, my buddy, is with us. We're talking about today's um, a traumatic thing that Eddie Marlin passed away at age 89 at 5 o'clock this morning. I'm sitting here in Eddie Marlin's house, as a matter of fact. Dining room table, where he played cards, where they booked the territory, where they ate good, because that Miss Norma could cook, and so could Eddie. So could Eddie Marlin. Yes, thank you, everybody, for your great comments on that thing. So some thoughts there from Randy Hales. That's just a part of his uh, commentary he had there, part of his podcast. He's doing a live chat there with people on Periscope that uh, gave their condolences to uh, the passing of Eddie Marlin. So just Randy Hales, if you get a chance to watch it, he's got a lot of great stories about the passing of uh, Eddie Marlin. So um, check that out. Randy Hales, Memphis Memories with Randy Hales. Um, let us now go to Jim Cornette again, and the reason why is because it's interesting that Jim brought up Randy, uh, brought up Eddie Marlin, brought him up 
on his recent edition of the Jim Cornette Experience. That's another one of his podcasts that he, he did. And I believe that Jim was fully aware of what was going on with um, Eddie Marlin because Eddie Marlin is a guy that uh, was going into hospice care. And uh, I think Jim was fully aware that maybe the end was coming for this Memphis legend. Let's go back and hear from uh, Jim Cornette uh, about Eddie Marlin. Uh, real quick, uh, an update. I talked to, actually not only talked to Randy Hales, but I talked to Eddie Marlin as we record this. Uh, it was yesterday, Tuesday, the, what was it? The 13th, 14th? 13th. Tuesday the 13th was Eddie Marlin's 89th birthday. And um, we talked about it. I went down and visited him uh, last fall when I went and did the NWA event in Nashville and, and got a chance to sit with Eddie and Randy for a while. And it, I mentioned on the program how he told a bunch of old wrestling stories. And, you know, Eddie is literally started in wrestling at the same time as television became a thing. And in the late 90s, uh, right as, as the Memphis Territory closed up, was still heavily involved and was a promoter and was the on-air authority figure. He had a 50-year career in wrestling. And over the last 20 years, obviously, <clears throat> you know, has been retired, but still, you know, just an amazing resource for a time in history that, unfortunately, we've lost a lot of that. And it was great to be able to talk to him. Eddie's had numerous health issues over the last i guess month or six weeks and he's been in and out of the hospital and um they've announced that they're moving him to hospice care and yesterday when i talked to randy he, he might get mad at me but i'm gonna tell a story here in a minute of just how tough eddie marlin is but you know he eddie wasn't really able to speak too well because of the tubes and the apparatus and everything but randy put it put me on speaker i said hey eddie I said, Tommy Gilbert's tired of selling. He's ready to make the hot tag. Are you ready? And Randy, he beamed from ear to ear. He is still there and still sharp. And, you know, it, it, it was just a few days ago. And if Randy gets mad at me for telling his story, I don't care because it's Eddie Marlin. Eddie's just turned 89. This was over the weekend. So just before his 89th birthday, he's been in and out of the hospital. He's had, unfortunately, multiple organ failures of various kinds and, you know, it, you can imagine, but Randy's like a second son to him. He got Randy in the business when Randy was 14 down in Jonesboro. And, and so anyway, and just the kind of not only tough bastard, but loyal guy Eddie Marlin was, Randy stepped out of the hospital room to make a phone call or do something. And another uh, family member of Eddie's was, was in the room with him, but Randy wasn't. And in the room next door to him apparently some guy was having a freak out of something you know he was cussing and yelling some other patient they had brought in for some issue and eddie thought that randy was in trouble and pulled his iv out and started trying to take his oxygen mask off and throwing his leg over the side of the, of the bed like he was going to get up and go to help because he thought randy was in trouble and that, you know, the, the doctor came in last week and, and said, Mr. Marlin, you are the toughest human being that I have ever encountered in my years of practicing medicine. Because every time they were ready to write him off over the last six weeks, he made a comeback and he left the hospital and he went back to 
you know, his rehab center, he went back, whatever. And so I just want to say it was, it was Eddie's birthday yesterday. And I think everybody should, you know, just think about the history that we're losing with some of these guys when, when the business was what it was meant to be. And, um, and remember that Eddie Marlin was a big deal for a long time to a lot of people still to this day. If you go to a wrestling show in Tennessee or Kentucky or anywhere in this area, and you mention a name like Eddie Marlin or Jackie Fargo or Tojo Yamamoto or Jerry Jarrett, everybody remembers because not only did they see these people in person, but if they weren't old enough, their parents or their grandparents told them about them. It meant more to them than just, do you think anybody's going to be talking about whoever the hot outlaw guy is right now in, in you know, six months, let alone 60 years? But, you know, these guys, they were they were local icons in the area or the town or the community or whatever. <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, it, it, we're losing that generation. And, and it's sad because that was when wrestlers were actually part of the fabric of the country instead of just some, you know, niche fucking high school drama class fucking play. So anyway... Eddie Marlin turned 89 years old, and what a fucking career he's had. So, Jim Cornette, that was this week, as a matter of fact, on the Jim Cornette experience talking about uh, Eddie Marlin. And, of course, two days later, Eddie Marlin passes away at the age of 89. So glad that you were able to spend some time and just try to learn the history of who Eddie Marlin was. He meant a lot to so many in that Memphis territory and in the NWA for a long period of time as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT. Also, the YouTube page, YouTube.com. Subscribe and download. Again, it's uh, Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. And, of course, our show airs every Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000. And don't forget the podcast as well. Tell people about it. Hey, Jonathan is talking about wrestling. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. All right, until next time, thanks so much for listening, and uh, rest in peace, Eddie Marlin, a true pioneer in the professional wrestling business, passing away at age 89. Talk to you soon on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday.